Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Apple Podcast. Today is a very exciting one, lots of cool things to talk about. Uh, so let's get into it. I'll, of course, first talk about the meta because there was a big patch. New tribes are buffed. I'm winning a lot of games, a lot of cool stuff. So hopefully I can help you adapt to the changes uh, a lot quicker as well. Then I'll talk about a big tournament that I might be a part of soon. So small teaser. Then discussing armor. I wanted to do an entire separate video on armor, but I decided to just do it in a podcast episode instead because there's a lot to talk about. I see so many different takes. So I'm going to take all the pros, all the cons, compare them and try and get like a general consensus uh, on, you know, if it's good or if it's bad for the game. Uh, then I'll talk a little bit about heroes and other random stuff that I want to mention. And Thompson, the new hero. What about her? Um, but let's get into it. First of all, uh, I do want to say that I knew last episode I said this might be the special episode. Uh, sadly, I'm, I still need to wait on things. So maybe next episode will be the special one that I've been working on for a while. We'll see. All I can do is wait. It's pretty annoying, but it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, let's move on. Talk about the meta. Talk about the game. So uh, Quillbars got buffed, Pirates got buffed, and I think it's notice like noticeable. Yeah, to a degree. Uh, I did win a Cold War game, I won a pirate game without high rolling, so I haven't done that in the previous meta, meaning there is some sort of change. Now one thing I will mention is that in my games, I felt like too many people were confused by what's going on. Like there's so many new things, so many uh, changes that I think people were pepeguying. If you don't know what pepeguying is, uh, it means they're doing just random shit. They don't know what the hell they're doing and they're kind of throwing their games. Uh, I felt like I was facing so many random boards or so many boards that were on average a little bit weaker than before that I could get away with some stuff like Colbors, Menagerie. I played a Curator Menagerie game, which is on the channel already, I think. I played all sorts of weird games. I was able to get like consistent MMR out of them. So what I, do, what, what I realized is that the meta right now is still developing. I think you can still get away with a lot of stuff. Maybe in one or two weeks from now, we will have like a stable uh, thing. Like as always, things stabilize and then it's either tempo, greedy. There's like a couple of combs and heroes that are best and strategies. We'll see where it heads. But for now, have fun. I think you can have fun. Um, we'll see for how long. Uh, now the good heroes are still good. That's one thing I'll say. Janus, Hooktusk, like the Gallowakes are all still strong. So you can still play high roll. You can still get multiple triples. Do what you did before and win games. But... There's more playable heroes. I've been winning with Yogg, like I said, Curator. Uh, heroes that I usually don't take because they're fun. Because they get armor as well. Armor is making more heroes playable, uh, more strategies viable. So that's been great to see. Uh, and also Tempo, I feel like if you just play strong shit, you're fine most of the time. Like if I find nothing, I stay on four and I play Menagerie, right? I just hit Mitrex. Mitrex can carry a lot because that's are valuable. Um, just play for whatever you want to play for early on. You will be able to get at the 4 if you play properly, if you don't Hyrule. Of course, Hyrule heroes will still win the lobby, uh, but that will always be the case. So, meta, tempo-wise, didn't change too much. It's more of how you can get that tempo on the board that changed the possibilities and the uh, heroes that you can take and the cards that you can take, the setups that you can have. So... That's, I think, all I can really say about the meta. I played like only uh, like four or five hours total, so uh, I think I just need a bigger sample size or I need to play the coming days to really see how things stabilize, how things go. Maybe I just played at, a, at an hour where there were a lot of bad people online, so that's why my lobbies were pepega. I don't know. I still got a lot of MMR out of them, so I don't think the, the power level of the lobbies or the players were that bad. Um, but anyway, hope you can use this info. I think it's the best info I can give right now. 
Uh, let's move on to the tournament. So the tournament is Twitch Rivals happening the 22nd. So in a couple days actually, uh, I'll be streaming it on Twitch. I don't have a time yet. Uh, I, I'll follow me on Twitter if you don't know. Like uh, all my updates come on Twitter whenever something happens, uh, memes mainly. <laughs> so uh, I might also post it in the community tab on YouTube. But yeah, there's. It's one of the biggest tournaments I've played in. Uh, it's also with a team. I think um, I'm so honored and privileged to be joining a team with amazing, some of the best players. I'm not going to spoil yet who. I'll also let you guys know on Twitter who my teammates are as soon as people are revealing teams. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I'm really excited to play uh, alongside these guys. I've been grinding a lot, so I've been playing a lot off stream, trying to focus, trying to get better, and I feel like I am finally like getting to the level where I was before. Now my MMR is shit, but that's mainly because I'm putting a lot of time into these videos. I've been posting two daily, uh, daily videos. Uh, I've been working on other projects. I'm still making two daily videos for Slissa. Like my time is very limited, but from what I am able to put into the game, I feel like I'm getting a lot in return. Now that's, <laughs> that's kind of just bragging, but no, uh, I just wanna, uh, or I just hope that you guys will enjoy the show 22nd of, what a weird November, 22nd of November, a couple days on Twitch. That said, because uh, it's been a while since I played in tournaments, and most of the time you guys really enjoy watching some high-stakes performance Battlegrounds games, so you'll get that. Armor. Uh, now, first thing I want to say about armor is that when I made the patch video, dude, the comments were filled with people saying, oh, this is so good, it's nice balancing, it fixed some issues, and people saying, it's just lazy, it's bad, it's gonna break the game, so I'm gonna go over everything. Now, one thing that is important, that uh, like to realize, especially on the internet with debates like this, is there's always like two sides, right? And I made up my mind at first as well which side I'm on, and most people. And it's easy to fall into this trap or into an echo chamber where you try to validate your own points and ignore the others. Let me give an example. If I think armor is good or if armor is bad, I'll just like all the um, or look for arguments that support my view and I'll ignore all the others. That is just how the internet works. That's literally how algorithms work. Like an extreme example, flat earthers. Why do you think they believe in a flat earth? It sounds ridiculous, but that's because once they believe in it, they find so many theories, so many videos that support their theory. They're literally looking actively for it. And because of algorithms on YouTube and they get fed those videos. And whenever they see these things about around earth, they ignore it or they just say that's fake. And it's, it's easy to fall. I, I just have an idea and go with it. So. One important thing that I've been trying a lot as well is stay open-minded, I guess. And once you have an idea to try and understand the other side, you know, it's important. With Battlegrounds as well, I've been playing with other players that have different player styles from me. Reason being, I know what's good and what's bad. But here's an example I bring up every time. Even in top play, the best players on the leaderboard disagree on plays. They might make different plays and uh, they think this is better, Tempo, for example, or Discord. And the others would say, no, this is better. And they try and, you know, of course, validate their opinion. But I've been trying to just say, fuck my opinion. I'll try and, and learn other people's opinions. And I think the best player that you could be is be neutral. To not have, of, to, to have preferred play styles, but to be able to look at everything from a view from both sides. 
that's an entire tangent. I don't know why I went on that. I think it's just something that is important to see on the internet because especially, you know what I've noticed being a content creator, making videos, tweeting, Twitch, people are so eager to pick a side, stick with it and nothing can change their mind. So I would love, because whenever I talk about something as well in this podcast or whatever video, people will just super hard disagree. And no matter what you say, you can never get them to agree. I, it's fine if you don't agree, but at least try and understand, you know? Uh, <laughs> okay, let's start with the pros of armor. So what is good about this armor change? First of all, it's it's pretty easy, right? Like you just slap armor on bad heroes and they become better. It seems like a very easy way to balance heroes that are complex to balance uh, and quick. So I think it can be hotfixed super quickly. So if there's like a, an outlier hero, like a too weak hero, a too strong hero, Literally, I think within a couple seconds, they can launch a hotfix and the, is adjust, uh, the armor is adjusted. So it should be relatively easy and fast for them to balance and keep track of how heroes perform. Meaning we might have some of the most balanced metals ever coming up for the next couple months if they just keep up with this, right? Because this is like kind of a chore, they have to do it regularly. If they only balance armor like once every month or two months, then there's no reason. Like the purpose of armor is kind of thrown out of the window, right? Like, because it feels like the big upside is the flexibility and how easy and quick you can so like find solutions and fix things that are broken in the game. So that's, I think, a major pro. Another one is that uh, it keeps interesting hero powers in the game without completely reworking them. Like Shadow Walk was bad, right? It's It was one gold, in case you don't know, to double your next battle cry. It sucks. Um, you can make it zero gold and then maybe it's playable, but they had to completely rework how the hero worked because you couldn't really balance the hero power properly. Uh, another good example is, I guess, Rafam. Rafam now is a decent hero, right? Pretty good. But how would you buff or nerf him? Make his hero power go zero or two? It makes him broken or unplayable. His hero power concept, you can't really change or it's a completely new hero. So how to balance heroes like that is super rough. It's almost impossible without yeah changing the fundamental core concept of his hero power. And there's where armor comes into play. You're able to keep interesting hero powers without changing them or altering them too much. And you're able to balance unbalanceable hero heroes Yeah, do, by using like a mechanic that is outside of their hero power. Um, I hope that was a good way to explain it, but essentially, yeah, Rafam, you can give him more armor, less armor to balance him instead of touching with his hero power. You could have given Shadowwalk more armor, maybe that makes him playable and gets to keep that cool hero power into the game. Um, so I think that's a neat way to solve these issues, to solve heroes that are hard to buff or nerf. Uh, because yeah, like for example, Guff and Get and, and um, Queen Wag Toggle, they all give plus one plus one now. They gave plus two plus one before, but that was too strong. So what is like, what step is there in between? Make their hero power give plus one plus two, might be too strong. Make it cost two gold. Like, I feel like most of the changes will kill the heroes or make them too strong. So then armor makes sense. Um, last but not least, I'll say that overall armor has seemed to be a positive impact. Just objectively, I think it's a net positive. I think the game is better off with armor than without armor. That's arguable, but so far I've been having fun. I feel like more things are playable. I think like it didn't introduce more problems as long as armor doesn't give like makes the game actively worse or comes with fundamental flaws, then it's a healthy mechanic and I'm happy for it to be there as long as it's followed up and it's not just slapped onto the game and just forgotten about. They gotta keep track on balancing it and 
and maybe making changes in the future because there are still a lot of things that are wrong with it so now onto the cons things that are wrong with it um one thing i've seen a lot is that it just seems like lazy balancing like you just slap armor onto your hero because you don't know how to balance it or how to buff or nerf it now i don't think it's lazy balancing like i know that the team is capable of reworking heroes uh but it does seem like they're neglecting other issues with it. What I mean is that if you give a hero armor or no armor, that doesn't take away from like core uh, issues or problems with the hero. Like with Jandus, giving Jandus no armor and other heroes armor doesn't matter. She still has two five drops on turn six if she has a token on turn one and still wins the lobby. Same with other heroes, like if you give a hero like Guff now, 10 armor, he'll still lose most of the time because the armor doesn't matter. He still has a shit hero power and I guess he could now have one or two average placements higher just because he has more health. So that comes to my second point, um, they neglect other issues and they basically turn bad heroes into patchworks. Every bad hero turns into a patchwork, they just give more health as a solution, which... I'm not that happy with it. Like, why is Patrick in the game then if every hero is gonna get more health anyway? We see how bad Patrick is and we see how bad it is to have no hero power and a lot of health, which is Patrick. He has no hero power, he just has health to work with and he's a horrible hero right now. And why would that work on other heroes? If they still have a horrible, unplayable hero power and you give them more health, logically the same effect is gonna happen and it's not gonna be big of a difference. So, I think Armor has been good, like I said, but on the majority of heroes, it doesn't have a big impact. Bad heroes stay bad, good heroes stay good, right? Because that comes to my third point, it mainly benefits heroes that have high roll potential. Now, I'll give an example. Eudora is a hero that probably benefits a lot from armor, because she is able to spike and she often loses games because she dies too early. But if she gets one extra turn, she's able to maybe stabilize and spike and high roll. So heroes that need that one extra turn probably use the armor in an effective way. Same with Alexstrasza. Alexstrasza, you can power level straight to 5. The issue is that you either died or you're able to stabilize and just high roll the lobby. Now you get like, I don't know how much armor Alex get, but let's say like 8 armor. That might save you a hit, might give you one extra turn to find the pair on um, like Razor Triple Into Naldina, all that stuff. So heroes that are bad, but high rolly, are the only ones that got a benefit out of this because they now have potential or the, the opportunity to use that high roll and get that extra turn. Uh, now, heroes that are tempo heroes don't care about armor. If you're playing Kaltas or Yogg or like most heroes that just play for tempo early game, what does the armor matter? Because essentially your hero power is only early game anyway. Your hero power, all it's gonna do is make you strong early on and then, you know, you should gotta transition that into something. So armor doesn't matter. If you're not able to transition something from your early game, you'll die later on to Hyrule Heroes anyway. I might do a pain video on that because I think it's better to explain visually with curves, like uh, the power level of heroes, you have like these kind of curves, you have these kind of curves. I mean, if you're listening on Spotify, you can't see. It's stupid for me to try and <laughs> visualize them with my hands. But yeah, people spike in different um, turns in the game and they spike at different heights or they spike at different proportions. It that makes sense. Like some heroes just need that extra turn and they can out high roll others. And other heroes, they miss the spike and then they fall off and the armor is literally not mattering because they can't stabilize of it or use that health properly. Heroes that use health as a resource for more potential are the ones that are the big winners here. And when it comes to bad heroes, that's not too many. 
sadly. So, that was a pretty long point. It comes to the fourth point, uh, armor needs to be balanced with tribes. Like, tribes are such a big deal. Some heroes are amazing with some tribes in, and completely garbage if they're out. Good example is again Gallywix, like if you don't have, uh, let's say, pirates, elementals, stuff like that into the lobby, or, or tokens, then his hero power is really shit. Um, and he should be worse. Well, if Elementals is in and tokens are in, he's one of the best heroes in the game. S tier maybe. And he gets armor. That's kind of kind of weird. Like um, The same with Janus. If there's no tokens in the lobby, Janus is really bad without Murlocs. So um, then she might benefit of some armor. They really need to uh, incorporate tribes somehow into the armor system, which makes it Maybe way too complex, maybe it will make, like, because now we have a nice visual tier list of what heroes are good, what heroes are bad, and then I guess that's not possible anymore unless you make a tier list for every tribe in the lobby or out of the lobby. Um, so the, I think the Knight's visual representation will be gone, but I, it will balance the game more because it's a huge deal to some heroes whether or not some tribes are in the lobby. Um, so I'd love to see that change. I don't think that will happen though, because it seems like it will make things a bit too complex for players to understand. But it might be necessary if you really want to get the most out of armor and not have issues um, in the long run. Now, last but not least, it also changes on MMR. It seems like they just took win rates for the majority of people. And that's bad, because they said Shadowwalk and Gallywakes, for example, were bad heroes, so they got a lot of armor. But in high rank, they're insane heroes, giving insane heroes a lot of armor. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty good. Uh, I think I've like sure, Gallywix is insane if you have the right um, tools in the lobby, the light tribes, and Shadowwalk as as well if you hit the tokens. So, uh, and then you have bad heroes that they rated well. Like apparently Nazov is like uh, the second tier and gets pretty much no armor. It gets some armor. But <laughs> he sucks. I think I would never take that hero. I've never played him. Never seen him get top 4. Yet, I think for the majority of people, or when they just look at win rate, apparently he's decent. So that comes also with issues in MMR ranges. Like in high MMR play, the armor doesn't... Like, armor doesn't really have a good effect because there's a lot of weak heroes getting no armor, a lot of strong heroes getting armor. Um, so I think for the competitive integrity, for the leaderboard players or people that are above 10k MMR, let's say, there needs to be changes as well. Um, but again, that might complicate the system. I think they just need to get like a couple pro players onto their team or to like just do a collaboration and help have them help construct a tier list or solve these issues. There's so many passionate high rank players that I see be vocal about this on Twitter and everywhere. My, I, I am very vocal about this stuff on YouTube and I always try to criticize things and then try and give solutions if possible. Uh, there's so many solutions and fixes to, to issues that we are facing right now that would make the game so much healthier, so much better. Like just rework the Murloc token already to a different kind of token that fixes Jandus, Hooktusk, Shadowwalk, that fixes almost all of the Hyrule issues right now. Um, but yeah, that's the pros and the cons for armor. So general consensus, what do I think of armor? I'm happy it's there. I think it's a and good or like, it's a mechanic that's healthy. It's gonna be Overall, like I said, a net positive. It's good that I introduced it, but there's a lot of things that need to be looked at or in the long run, it might turn toxic. Uh, and I, well, talked about everything that they had to look at and all of the cons. 
and if some of those are resolved i'll be happy and i think it will be a good addition but right now it's like on the edge i'm very neutral about it i'm able to play on new heroes i'm able to you know have a bit more fun i think they could do some good balancing with it but yeah so far i'm kind of in the middle and depending on what they do next if they make changes i'll be probably more towards happy with armor red uh, and if they decide to neglect it and just this is the armor that's it and not touch it i'll be pretty sad about it i'll still be happy that it's in the game it's better in the game than out of the game but i'll still be sad about it because well some games are gonna be uh, decided by maybe Gallywix getting armor who knows right uh, but there's more urgent things of course that they need to take care of still and i hope this is not just their solution to fixing the urgent things like that damage cap i think damage cap is a great comparison I think it's a good addition into the game, it's been healthy, it's been nothing but uh, fun to play with because you know you don't take 30 damage on turn 6 against Agendas, for example, right? So it's overall good, but again, it's like a band-aid, it didn't fix the Agendas problem, didn't fix high rolls, like... Whether you take 15 damage or 30 damage, you still not win the game, you still lose to that same guy. So the same issues are still there, but it does make the game overall a bit healthier, right? So, so far... Good changes, but we need to see fundamental changes still. That's my armor rant. Hope this was in-depth enough and I hope you could follow along and agree with some of these. If you have more points though, no more pros or cons, please leave them in the comments below because these were all that I could find and all, all that I could think of. Uh, but of course, I might overlook things, right? I'm only human. I only have like so much time to put into this. Um, and let's move on now to... The balance patch, I don't know why Cookie or Sneed wasn't nerfed. Like, Cookie is insanely good uh, but again there's other insanely good heroes that need to be nerfed that aren't nerfed so maybe cookie is bad in low ranks i don't know uh, same with sneed sneed is so toxic we've talked a lot about sneed they did nerf tank which therefore kind of nerfs sneed but i still think sneed needs something like a change i think it's just not fun to play against um yeah i just wanted to mention that because i don't really understand them not changing heroes they didn't nerf or buff any heroes by the way they only worked with cards and they kept on adding heroes, uh, they keep on adding to the pool, once again they keep on adding more heroes instead of balancing the bad ones and taking heroes out and making things, you know, healthier again for the game. Uh, I feel like I've been saying that a lot, making things healthier for the game, sorry if I keep repeating myself. <laughs> uh, last but not least, let's talk about Tamsin, the new hero. Uh, and when I made the video, I think the video blew up with comments as well of people saying either she's trash, which is what I said, uh, and people saying that she is good or she's broken if you hit Taragossa, if you hit big elementals, it pops your Nardina or yourself as hero. Uh, it's good with this and that. But guys, remember, that doesn't matter. It can be good with certain things, but you need to find those certain things and stay alive. If you don't have a hero power for the first seven turns into the game, you're dead. <laughs> if you uh, are only relying on your hero power popping a selfless or an Adina, that's really bad. That might even be bad, like actively bad, because if you play Nadina first or Selfless, it can attack in and pop, right? And shield your board. What's the point of hero powering it instead and shielding your board? It's even worse because the attack might matter. Like maybe your Selfless or Nadina attacking first can bump a shield of their Amalgadon, can bump a, or deal some damage into something. Now it pops and it, it, it literally could be worse for you or lower your win rate. Uh, so that argument is kind of bad. I don't agree or like the argument at all of it can pop this or that. Um, 
Mid game does nothing with Terry Ghost, that's horrible. If you don't know how she plays or why she's bad, I would suggest you check out my video on her. I did play her. I give you my full in-depth thoughts. I'm not going to go too deep into it this episode. Uh, but yeah, she has a lot of <laughs> issues. A lot of things that people think are good with her are just too hard to make work. And uh, yeah, I compared it with Demon Hunter or Illidan. Same deal, like it's good if you have double Makar or two massive cleaves or it has so much potential. But how good is Demon Hunter? Not good because early on you do nothing, you die. It's so hard to find all those good cards and get the actual good plays going with him. So it is more like dreaming about the possibilities of a hero than actually implementing it. That uh, is the issue here. So I think Tamsin just needs a rework. They, they need to change either just keeping the health. Like I, I'm not... I need to test it, I don't know how broken it is if you keep the health permanently, if you can target what card you eat every turn, uh, stuff like that. There's so many things you can change and mess around with, I hope they do that. Um, and with that, I think I'm gonna round up here, I hope you enjoyed this episode, we talked about the meta, the tournament that's happening the 22nd. Don't forget to follow on Twitch if you want to see it. Uh, the armor, I, I spent most of the time talking about armor, because again I wanted to do a dedicated video on it, but instead I decided to just back it in here hopefully the next episode is a special one and if not i'll try to get another guest on and just talk about the game of battlegrounds um and that's about it thank you for watching hope you enjoyed it don't forget to subscribe like or if you're listening on twitch to keep listening thank you <laughs> and i'll see you next time have a good day and uh good luck on the battlegrounds